1: Speaking of beacons! Speaking
2: of beacons! Peek of And never gets old. Welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, Brian Davis joining us. Dave, what's up?
1: Hey, not much, Jeff. I'm just uh anxious to see uh if uh, if Cam gets the big war- award tonight.
2: Ah, that's right. that's right. That's right, that's right. Uh Brian, what's going on? We'll keep you up to date with that, folks, by the way. Brian, what's up?
0: Oh, you know what? I, I kind of feel that way with Dave. That's, that's one of the highlights of my weekend since they're actually, that's the biggest thing for the weekend for me because the Steelers don't have anybody up for the hall of fame. Yeah. So it's, you know, we're riding on cam and, and he's deserved this for a long time. So uh, Walter Payton man of the year, we are hoping we're pulling for him. You know, I'm feeling great guys. This is uh I'm like Dave always says. I'm going to steal his line. I'm with my buddies on a Thursday night, and uh, it's just not two of them. There's so many of them that are, will be coming in the live chat, and we're getting ready for a Super Bowl this weekend. And it's not the Eagles, it's not the Chiefs, it's Javon versus Juju for me.
1: There
0: you go. We'll talk about
2: the Super Bowl for sure. Before we have an announcement to make, last week we said how you know Vox Media um, is not very nice, and so they cut the podcast platform. We're going to keep going. And we didn't tell you what the new name is going to be. And so we decided we were to do that this week. Um, We are not leaving far from our current name. uh, Behind the Steel Curtain Podcast Network is what we've always gone with. Brian, why don't you do it since you're the podcast
0: guy? Well, why don't you tell everyone what our new name is going to be? All right. We're going to do this. And when Dave brings up the logo, I say we drop out for a second so everybody can see it full.
2: Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get that something. one first. We'll get it. We'll get it. All right. We'll it. Okay. Yeah.
0: So here we go. We've been known as Behind the Steel Curtain, and we have for a long time, a lot of people have just called us, hey, it's the Steel Curtain guys. So we are Steel Curtain Network.
1: <laughs> there it is.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm not joking. I've already recorded
2: Let's Ride for Friday. I, I said the name of the show, the new network and stuff, and I said, this is just... It's so anticlimactic and it's such a, a sad trombone. Blah, blah, blah. Cause it's like, Oh, behind the steel curtain network turns to steel curtain network, <laughs> <laughs> new logo and everything. And believe it or not, that logo came from one of my ride or die crew actually lives across the pond. Um, so I'm not going to share his name unless he doesn't want to have his name shared, but a big shout out to that gentleman who, did it pro bono and volunteered his, his efforts when he heard about Vox dropping us and stuff. So pretty cool stuff. I'm excited for this new venture. Uh, Dave, do you have any words on that before we move on with the show?
1: Uh, no, it's that we also uh, started a new Twitter. I will uh, be getting something up there to say exactly where we were. It's, I've had it for a little bit of uh, a little while, you know, getting the logos and stuff on there. I'm going to be probably even during the show, I will do something here to actually change our bio. I just said announcement coming, and then, um, it's not, it's, it's Steel Curtain Network is what it says. Um, if you do it, it's at. Um steel C network. You can't spell them all because there's not enough letters, hence why my Twitter is what it is. We'll uh, put that at some point here at the bottom. Um, here for, for you to if you search for the whole name, you'll find it. Uh we'll we'll tweet something out from there. Jeff will share it, I'll share it. I don't know if that'll share it or not. We'll share it from the BTSC account so people can start following there that just we'll just kind of give any um updates and and we'll put it and we'll make sure the podcasts are uh are are gonna be on there.
2: Yeah, and so uh, you'll notice that the YouTube uh, feed, the channel, will change its name. It'll change its logo as well. Um, And so don't be (laughs) shocked. Like, you're not going to have to subscribe to anything else. It's just going to change. That's all. Brian, any thoughts on that before we move on?
0: Yeah, we're going to have an alternate one, too, like the Penguins do. Uh, it's not going to be as bad as robo penguin uh so we're, we're gonna have a, a cool alternate one too that we're gonna have in different places we are also uh not going to be like the pirates who back in the 90s had like 17 different hats and 17 different logos so uh, <laughs> we're not doing that but it's gonna be really cool this gentleman that put this together he put individual <laughs> logos for individual shows and they're pretty awesome too
2: so I'm sorry, I'm laughing at Isaac Aguilar. He gave us five dollars. <laughs> so no generous. Thank you very much. He's one of the OG listeners, viewers on our YouTube channel. He said, Jeff, 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 I heard you guys are going back to Blog Talk Radio. Should I invest in a surround sound so I can hear you guys? No, Isaac, but, we're yeah, not going back you know what? To Blog Talk Radio. But hey, if you are a blog talk radio OG, then you know how far we've come.
0: We've I tell you what, a, we're gonna heck of a long way. I can do this. I can do this for our final BTSC preview. Even we <laughs> call ourselves that I'm gonna get a clip from us from the blog talk days so we could play it on this
1: show. <laughs> oh god. Uh, <laughs> how would we be able to hear it? <laughs> Is this gonna be
0: like
2: stealers Brian? What do you think? You know
1: what actually sounds better? You know what sounds better?
2: Speaking of beacons,
1: this that record. comes through with better audio is that your ringtone yet jeff
2: <laughs> no I, my phone never rings it just vibrates i hate ringtones <laughs> but a no. great ringtone. i remember sitting in my garage doing on my phone i had a little headset and everything because blog talk radio days that was old school man Like you had to just call into a number and then we but we had callers i'm actually looking into I think there's what Spotify live is a way to actually have people call in and interact. I'm really going to look into that. I think that would be a lot of fun to have people be able to call in. I need to know if it's a desktop or only a, a cell phone thing, but I do miss the, the callers from block. Well, not all the callers, Brian and I had to censor some uh, way back. When. Oh, wow, <laughs> man. <laughs> Anyways, enough of that stuff uh welcome to the steel curtain network and uh you're gonna hear that from all our podcasts in the coming weeks as we gear up for that launch on march 1st so uh let's talk about the steelers so the 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 big news this week was brian flores leaving and i think a lot of people are really um you know it's just no one really knows what to think some people just say it's not a big deal and it wasn't expected that he was going to stay very long some people say this is
0: a big deal Uh, Brian, which side of the docket are you on? It's not a big deal. I I like a lot of the things that he helped um, put his finger on last year, but I believe that a a lot of people are forgetting that Terrell Austin is also the defensive coordinator, and a lot of people forget about that. So, you know, I think when you've got a defense that was together last year, especially in the second half of the season. Looking very good. I don't think that it, it is just one gentleman that put that whole thing together. I think he was a contributor, but he was not the ringmaster, and that is Terrell Austin. So they are still going to keep his imprint in there, but he was not doing defensive game plans. So for that, for that. I I'd love to have I would have loved to have kept him but this is not going to kill this team
2: okay um Dave what are your thoughts on Flores
1: um Seattle has two losses no I'm sorry um I'm setting up Twitter stuff and listening to Brian I'm kind of the same deal it's it it's only going to be as big of a deal as what you kind of decide to make of it. There's there's one end of the spectrum of, oh, look, Brian Flores came in and took the Steelers' run defense. It was so low, and they're now, you know, top 10. Chris Carter was talking about that. But I'm like, what was that Brian Flores? Was it not? Um, that uh you, you know, the they they improved their pass defense as well. But at the same time, you know, was Brian Flores gonna come in and really be able to, to work some magic with Devin Bush? No, you know, but who's to say that was that anyone could do that. So to, to me, anytime you have a great coach, it's great to have a great coach. It's great to have a number of great coaches. So losing a great coach is, is never a good thing, but at the same time, the Steelers still have other great coaches. Now, some people are going to throw a fit that, that, that would actually go out on a limb and say that, but, um, it, he will be missed. He gave a lot of input in a lot of places. So when you have a, have a good coach, that's not there. You you can miss it. But at the same time, 11 guys still have to go out on the field and get the job done. Um, so, you know, we'll we'll see what the Steelers coaching staff can then do without Coach Flores. It was a bonus to have Coach Flores this past year. He never should have had to take a job that was less than a coordinator. So uh, the fact that the Steelers had him for one year, you should just look at it as bonus time.
2: I think that if I'm being 100% honest here, no one knows. The beat yeah. writers don't know. We don't know. We don't know if he was game planning, if he wasn't game planning. We don't know if he had an impact in the locker room or if he was kind of away from the team most that We don't know because we're not there. I don't I don't think we'll really understand the impact of Brian Flores until next season. Yeah. And that's just because, well, if if things don't look the same, then maybe he left his mark and it was missed. Or maybe it doesn't look at, at it doesn't look any different. And you're wondering, well, was Brian Flores even an impact? I don't think we can really gauge what this loss means for the Steelers right now. I will tell you where I am concerned. And this is something I spoke about on on other podcasts is that you look at, and I know Blaine Stewart leaving is not a big deal. He was an assistant wide receivers coach and he's going to WVU where his dad once coached. I get it, but he's a coach that was on the coaching staff roster. If you want to call it that, that is now gone. Brian Flores is now gone. They went from 18 to 16. I'm sorry, guys. Y'all, they got to hire some coaches. Like, let's get some more coaches in there. You have a 90-man offseason roster and only 16 coaches. I get the whole we want a close-knit family. I get the whole we want to keep it close. I I just don't understand the the need. It feels like a need either by Tomlin or Art Rooney to want to keep it small. Brian, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, that's – man – you look at other coaching staffs across the NFL, and if I'm not mistaken, the Steelers are have the lowest amount of coaches. And that, come on. They were tied with the Raiders before 2020, going into 2020 with 18. Okay. So, so yeah. You know, I we saw this last year, though, Jeff, to make you feel better, that they didn't mind bringing assistants in a little bit later, just like they, they uh, did not mind bringing in other guys to help the front office like a Sheldon White and these other guys to go ahead and bring in, I mean, gosh, you know, they hired their general manager and they still brought in Andy Weidel too. So they added to the front office. I would think that, you know, with some of the assistant coaches that they brought in last year, and I don't have names, but they, I don't think it's way too late because remember Brian Flores did not come in until, late february or late march i can't remember which one it was but it wasn't right away
1: who was okay say that one more time
0: ryan flores did not come in Okay, yeah, because that was February gonna
1: be my, that was gonna be my answer as well. Brian Floyd yeah, was, was
0: late February.
1: It was February 19th. I just looked it up, and that's why I didn't catch what you were saying. We were at halftime of an
2: elementary school basketball game Exactly. Broke, and Dave and I are on the bench at halftime, <laughs> halftime <laughs> typing on our phones.
1: <laughs> trying to trying to get the article out as fast as we could. Um I think Brian's really onto something. Um, because once again, I hate to just continue to agree with bad because it doesn't make for much fun uh, wide viewing and listening pleasure. But uh, well, well, I'm, Jeff didn't even turn it over to me, but I'm just going with it. Um, <laughs> that if the Steelers, I think it would be wise for them to have both a senior offensive assistant and senior defensive assistant. And the best way to do that is what they did last year. You wait to see people that would be in line for a coordinator position that don't get one. And say, hey, it's not a coordinator, but we'll do this. You know, the, I mean, you can throw names out there all you want. You know, it could be someone who who was a coordinator and and parted ways with their team, or you know, to say it the way it really is, got fired or something like that. That the Steelers could then have that ultimately that are if you're trying to reach above their, you know. Do, I don't want to put it in, in two a.m. terms for Brian, but I guess I could. But you know, if you if you're trying to, to 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 reach above the goal of what you should have for a position like that, sometimes the best way to find it is to say, "Hey, who was in those pool of guys that should have been a coordinator?" and let's see if we can get them to be. Our, our special our special assistants for each side of the ball that's the two positions i would like to see them add i would just like to have that for both sides and i know you say, well what about the linebackers well the Steelers they had an assistant outside linebacker coach they have an inside linebacker coach they wouldn't have to address that position specifically but if you bring in another assistant that's just that's a senior defensive assistant that could just help with that overall
2: I'm fine with them. If they want to roll into the regular season with 16, I want to know, and, and this is something Sherry Richards brought up in our live chat from Facebook. And that is whatever happens to the veterans coming back. Remember the veterans used to always come out to training camp and a mini camp. And you'd see Heinz Ward working with the receivers. Do that. Like bring, do something like that. When you're, when your roster is at its maximum volume and the, the highest number of players, 90 at these workouts, and bring back some veterans, you know, that Ike Taylor is a, actually a part of the scouting department now. And so go ahead, Brian.
0: And he was there along with Heinz. They were called coaching interns.
2: Right. Bring Get some coaching interns. Where's big play Willie Gay? I think he's actually coaching somewhere. But uh, get him to come back and help in some capacity. Some of these guys that are – Oh gosh, it'd be great to have Troy come back just to help out at training camp or something like that, yeah. he never would, but he, it never would, but he, it was still, it's, it's a pipe dream. I think that it's, it's one of those things where it just doesn't add up to me. It it really doesn't. And maybe Dave, you're on the right track or, and Brian, you, you had some good points in terms of having the, like the, the senior assistants, but it just 16 is, is not a big number for a, for an NFL mm-hmm. organization.
1: Well, and, and you said about the players coming back, remember, 2020 training camp and 2021 training camp kind of messed with that a lot when they were not when they weren't even allowed to be at Saint Vincent. Um, all the COVID protocols that made it tough for guys to come back. There was some last year, um, if I do recall, that you know at least could come and visit. But I mean, the Steelers just to get approval to go back, they still had to implement a plan. I, I think there's going to be more freedom this year. Hopefully, that's something that they can do. But uh, yeah, just can you have too many coaches yes you can are the steelers anywhere close to approaching that no they are not
2: brian any last thoughts on the coaching staff
0: it it just has to be done you you need more cooks in the kitchen when it comes to something like this especially at latrobe you you need that help because this has become a highly specialized league highly specialized business Everybody need. I mean, you can't just have one guy in a room. Like if it's the linebackers' room, you now you have a couple guys, but now you lost Brian Flores out of the linebacking room. You you need to have more people because more people need more more players need more attention. Yeah.
2: Okay, I want to bring up another topic. You know, this is something that uh, our Steelers update podcast that runs at 4 30 a.m. every day. Uh, it, I talked about this. A lot of people are bringing up Super Bowl forty-five, and I'm not. I'm not talking about Super Bowl forty-five. That you'll you'll see where I'm going with this. I've actually never gone back and watched Super Bowl forty-five again, ever. Um, Me neither.
0: I, yeah, I just I can't. I can't seen, do it.
2: I've seen like the little clips, and you know everything from the mendenhall fumble to the final pass that goes through wallace's hands like i just can't i just can't i want to forget uh, yeah i just can't get let me the question is is there any other game for you that you're just like i can't i can't watch that game again for whatever reason brian will throw it to you first you're a wealth of knowledge
0: no really i watched super bowl 30 a lot also and- i haven't
2: seen that one since yeah and it's not like
0: torturing it. myself because in Kevin and I talk about both of these games on Here We Go The Steelers show. Check that out tomorrow. But and it's actually a really interesting show as we take all eight Super Bowls and do some what ifs. And we talk about the Mendenhall fumble. But when we talk about Super Bowl 45, you know, one of the biggest things happened in the AFC Championship game, and that was losing Marquise Pouncey. And a lot of people yeah. forget about mm-hmm. that. We also talk about the Mendenhall fumble. There's a Kevin, who's a coach, saying that was a perfect tackle. There's not a lot of guys that are going to actually hold on to that ball. But that's not what we're talking about here. What we're really talking what I'm really talking about is I like to go back and think about, all right, what if they would have just done this here? What if this would have happened? One of the biggest things from Super Bowl 30. Is a lot of people forget, and you guys are always going to give me a heck about the, the Neil O'Donnell apology. Oh, but if, and on this show, if number 89, Ernie Mills, does not get hurt in that game, there's this is a completely different Super Bowl. And we're talking about a completely, <laughs> uh, the Steeler history changes. Good If Ernie Mills does not get hurt in that game.
2: All right, Dave, is there any game that you haven't watched? I know you said Super Bowl 45. Is there another one?
1: Yeah, I'm not watching the um, 2017 Divisional Round Playoff game. I was oh. there. I've never watched it on TV. The Hall um, and Ed's game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's why I don't know what you – I don't remember that part of it because I don't pay attention to to that. Um, but. uh he wasn't know, even
0: I there, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Daryl alone. He wasn't even there. I was going to say,
1: do you guys want to know who won uh, Offensive Defensive Player of the Year? I have got I can it tell here. you. I, I can tell offense. you right now. Yes. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. My offense was Justin Jefferson.
1: Nick Bosa Nick was, defense, it was defense. Yep. Hey, it's a live show. Might as well say it.
2: Might as well, yeah, sure. <laughs>
1: um,
2: you know what game I've never watched in its in its entirety. I've seen the clips before, but I've not the uh, Jesse James caught that ball. Game. I, I have no interest in watching that and how that played out. I think that's one of the games. Oh, I've watched
1: that, that a ton just to dissect the play. <laughs> well, I've, I've seen that yeah.
2: play because yeah. I we, we had to write an article for SB Nation. It was called like you could pick a what if moment, and obviously Brian mm-hmm. just went through a bunch. But it was I did the entire thing about what if Juju Smith Schuster would have just stepped out of bounds. I actually went back and watched the play. Remember, it was that big catch and run down the sideline, and he cuts it inside instead of just going out of bounds and saving a timeout and the Steelers have to hurry up and it, it would have changed. It was actually a really interesting take. I think a lot of people enjoyed it. Uh, people also forget though, that Ben threw a pick after that.
1: Yeah, that was the problem. Now, Who, was, it the the, Who it was the
2: targeted receiver? It wasn't the next receiver? play.
1: It was, um, it was Eli Rogers, yeah, Eli. but it wasn't the next play. They ran another, another yeah. quick out for like one yard. And then they did that. And I, I, Do you ever kick yourself, have those moments where you just kick yourself as a fan? You kick yourself as as a fan, and you're like, if they, because at first you're like, are they calling Jesse James down, or are they going to move it all the way back to the 10 where the play was run, and all that stuff? I remember in that moment, watching that game, actually saying to myself, did they just score too quickly and give Tom Brady too much time? And when that was overturned, I'm like, just don't let them touch the ball again. And Dag Nabbitte threw the interception. You weren't like, there. Were you you weren't, you there weren't at the game. Okay. No, 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 I wasn't that. Was that? that would that was... have
2: been in your end zone?
1: Um, I'm thinking of. I'm um, going back to it because they were moving towards the left side of the screen. Correct. That would have been towards my end zone. Yes.
0: Oh, that would have been a gut punch. Brian, yes. go ahead. I came up with one, and mm-hmm. the, you guys are going to definitely agree with me on this one. December fourth. 2017, Ryan Shazier cannot watch that game. Yeah, that um, that's would be it, that's, another Yep, yep. That's, one. Yeah, yeah. That that's, that's freaking a freaking field,
2: man. Can we just implode that stadium? Nothing good happens there. Can we
0: just <laughs> kick the Bengals out of the
2: whole NFL? I don't care about the Bengals. Just can we just implode that? then can play in <laughs> and then let them play. That that stadium is cursed. I swear yeah. that stadium's cursed. Like the worst injuries of my recent memory have happened on that field whether it's or Antonio Brown, laying there unconscious. Uh, you talk about Tua, uh, and then we all know DeMar Hamlin. It all happened on that freaking field. Just implode the stadium. I'll tell you one I haven't seen, and then Paul Kern on Facebook, he brings it up, Tennessee-Pittsburgh, AFC Divisional Round 2002. That was the Nedney game. The Joe Nedney, where Dwayne DeW- Washington comes around the edge. They He gets called for roughing the kicker, and they get another stab at it. That was the game... Bill Cowher was so pissed. I want to say that they beat the Browns. They beat the Browns. That was the Chris Fumatumafala snow game at Heinz Field. I want to say that was a Sunday. And then they made the Steelers travel to Tennessee and play on Saturday. On yep. Saturday and yep. he was livid that the NFL did that. Anyways, well, Dave, are you going to say something about that game?
1: Um, I have only ever seen the the acting job and the subsequent field goal of that game.
2: Oh, you didn't watch that? That was a great game. It oh, no.
1: The, this was, I was getting married that, that summer, and mm-hmm. my wife scheduled something for us to do. And she said, you can't miss that. It's just a football game. She can't even begin <laughs> to imagine what happened. You know, now she's like, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you still married me. Um, yeah, Brian ain't walking down that aisle. <laughs> so, but, but I mean, it, it was, and the, the, the thing was, is because I was coaching at, you know, that time of year was coaching track. So we had to work around my coaching schedule and everything else. And she had something planned for us, but I listened on the radio and I got back just in time to watch those. Technically, only one of them was an actual play because the other one was considered no play. Right, um, and that's all I saw of that game, and right. I would not watch the highlights or, or rewatch it.
2: That that game, and, and Paul saying it in the live chat right now, it was physical, and that was yeah. classic. You know, Eddie George running back it was a it was a good game, except for the way we Steelers got hosed in the end. Brian, what do you think?
0: I watch all the this stuff uh, because of the BTS DeLorean, and I, I kind of enjoy going back in time. The I, I watch a whole heck of a lot more of the wins, but I I I think losses shape them. That game, in fact, I I might have to mute myself just because uh, I've just given Joe Nedney. Well, I gave it back then. I gave him a middle name. Um, it's it's uh, I think you could guess the middle name I gave him. Because (laughs) Joe blanking Nedney. Ah. And I don't want to put it on our show. So I can't say it. But no, I mean, that was what people don't understand. Cower iced him too. Yeah. And he missed it. And then I think that was his third kick. That's what's amazing. He had three kicks there. Uh it was the whole hmm. thing was
2: just ridiculous. Obviously the losses are gonna be tough to watch again in even even a game like in two thousand and seventeen we mentioned with uh, Shay's ear.
1: But uh what are you laughing at? <laughs> uh Bernardo uh, says I'll never watch that game that Super Bowl that the Bengals won. <laughs> oh <laughs> right, uh, you can watch every game. Yeah. <laughs> the
2: uh you know, I I've the nineteen ninety-four AFC championship game would be another tough one to watch. Uh at three mm. river stadium. Stan Humphreys and the Chargers coming yeah, in. I, and it, I just watched. Steelers it. were the far better team in that game. It's a that was a gut punch, but there was a lot of AFC championship gut punches back in those days. Let's well, talk, I went to so many of them. I know that you were there Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Let's uh let's talk a little Super Bowl here. Let's talk a little Super Bowl. Uh, I want to know your rooting interest in this game and know you can say like what I tell my kids, whoever I bet on. <laughs> Gotta have an actual <laughs> rooting interest. <laughs> um, Brian, who you pulling for in this game? Chiefs, Eagles.
0: Uh well, it's definitely not the halftime show. Um, it's It'll definitely not entertaining, Rihanna. they're always entertaining. Nah, I don't like Rihanna. I I I'll take Beyonce any day over Rihanna. You don't like Riri? Nope, not at all. <laughs> no, she's not coming under my umbrella. Uh so th- this one's kind of tough. So I, I kind of made the mention at the beginning of the show that it's Javon versus Juju for me, Hargrove and Smith-Schuster. Those are the guys. I I am fine with either one of those guys winning a Super Bowl. I, I think it would be fantastic for both of them because I uh, hold them, they're former Steelers that I, I hold in high regard. I have a hard time with the Philadelphia Eagles. I rooted hard for the Philadelphia Eagles for two reasons. One, I hate the Patriots. Two, as much as I love Debo, I didn't want him winning that ring uh, right after I didn't like the way that ended that year. Uh, If he was on another team, possibly, but just happening it right after he left the Steelers, after he was cut by the Steelers but forced the cut, we're not going to get into all that. I had a root for Philadelphia. And I just, when you grow up, In Johnstown, Pennsylvania, in the late 70s, early 80s, you were taught that Philadelphia and Pittsburgh are basically, even though they share the same Keystone State, they're not in the same state. They're in two different worlds. And we watched a lot of pirate games because there was only three networks. You got ABC, NBC. There was was no Fox yet. And CBS. And the local WJAC, the local the local station at the time, they basically, they had the Pittsburgh Pirates network and they played every away game. And then every once in a while you got a home game, but you were listening to them on the radio. And Pete Rose had just come over and we hated Pete Rose. Hated Pete Rose. He was a Philadelphia Philly. He was never a Cincinnati Red to me. He was a Philadelphia Philly. And as much as I love Michael Jack Schmidt, Nah, he was, he was a bad guy because of, he was a Philly, the Eagles too. I rooted for the Raiders and that was kind of sacrilegious back then rooting for the Raiders in 19, in the 1980 scene, that was a bad thing because we just didn't like Philadelphia and a lot. And we still see it now, Philadelphia can, even though they've only won one of these things. They consider themselves better than Pittsburgh and I just can't do it. And look, I'm not a Mahomes guy. I, I hate Jackson Mahomes. I hate Brittany Mahomes, but, but Pat's fine. Patrick's fine. Patrick's mom seems nice. That That's fine. I, I don't really hate them. I have a, a problem with Andy Reed, but that's just because of fantasy football and the Ryan suck up thing. Uh, I'm still hate him from that um, because he cost the Steelers because he, yeah, I just I think he's a wang in sheep's clothing, um in in walrus nice guy clothing. But all I'm gonna say is I guess I'm going Kansas City here, and that's and I, I think what helps me in this to go for Kansas City is number 10's not there. Tyreek Hill's gone. So they're a lot more rootable. And I, you know, I kind of I respect what Travis Kelsey does, so I, I really like him as a player so I, I gotta wear red this weekend so okay so all that you're
1: yeah tldr or- chiefs <laughs> tldr uh you don't know that one no um, too long didn't read <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No. I had no idea for the whole, for most of that, which way you were ultimately going to go. I'm like, he's really, so, he's really building up the anticipation. I, I did hate. build it up. Oh, yeah, you,
2: Dave, where's your? Range? Well, first
1: of all, halftime shows. Brian brought them up. I've watched one in like the last fifteen, and that one was—I'm pretty sure that was the one that was last year. That was one with Snoop Dogg, right? Mm-hmm. That was fun, and all them. I watched that one for one reason. I wanted to see if Tupac came back. That's why I watched that halftime show. You want to see him rise from the dead? No, no just come back or, to show that he wasn't really dead. Oh, so he's been hiding all these years. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's why he changed like, his I name. That's why he changed his name right before he died to to, to... to Oh, I can't remember what it was. The guy that faked his own death and came back and killed all his enemies. Um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I'm no. too long. I'm <laughs> too No, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, they said this will be the best half the uh, Super Bowl halftime show ever. I'm like, they're gonna bring back Tupac because you know California love it everything. I'm like, that would be great. But uh, but of course, I enjoyed it because of the old school hip hop. But that, that that was a joke. Thanks for getting it about the whole Tupac thing. Um, so as for the game, I, I already – my daughter asked me this question, and my father asked me this question because my father will come and watch the game with me. Um, And I said, "I, I don't really know for sure because chances are I'll probably change who I'm rooting for as the game goes on. And I've done that before in the Super Bowl where based on how the game's playing out, I'm like, you know what, I really would not want to see this team win. But I have a problem with Philly because of my experiences with their fans as a whole at games that I've been at against the Eagles. It was not the Steelers, but when I used to go to just NFL games in general. whoo! But yet I know a lot of Philly fans individually that, are, that aren't like that. So like our next door neighbors here are actually Eagles fans. So I'm like, for them, it would, I, for my neighbors, it would be pretty cool if they, if they could uh, um, experience a Super Bowl victory or something like that. So I'm kind of, I was leaning that way and I just don't know, you know, hard, you know, I, I, Javon Hargrave, loved him with the Steelers. Uh, no hard feelings when he left. I understood the Steelers offered him a contract still, but co- still couldn't compete with what the Eagles did. So i would Go for it! Uh, I'll I'll probably start off that way and probably change my mind partway through the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't care. Like, I, yeah. I, I honestly will just. You watch said it. we
1: weren't I, allowed to say that. You never <laughs> said that.
2: I said you. I don't say that. Who you're betting for? Oh, you're betting you for. Yeah, a, really. If, love, you, yeah. if you put money on, I'll 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 place a couple. I want to watch an game exciting report. game,
1: and I'm okay if it's a defense exciting, unlike the one that Jeff despised because it was so low scoring. I'd like some offense at some yeah. point. I mean, it can it can be
2: both. It can yeah, be both. Can that be. is a possibility. Well, it doesn't have to be uh, one can, or the other.
1: Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Because someone brought this up in the live chat. Does the structure of the team or the way they built their team come into play at all? Because someone said, you know, you could really respect how – what the Eagles are doing and building, and how you know they build it through the trenches. They're you know they you know building a full uh, a full deep roster, things like that. Um, do you really care? Teams what
2: differently. I mean, uh, Philly. they, Philly made they they made some moves. It wasn't like they didn't. Yeah, free agents. It's not like
1: it wasn't just through the draft or anything, But I mean, right. they invested heavily in the trenches. They really yeah. focused on offensive and defensive line, which I am hoping that one that was due to one Andy Weidel, Weedle, you say Weedle, I say Weidel, um, then that he can bring the same thing to Pittsburgh.
2: Brian, thoughts?
0: T L D R. No, no you it. know, I, I no, like he was the waiting for it. Uh, I like the uh Andy Weidel, uh the fact that he brought that up. That that's really a good thing. As far as uh, these teams, you know You're not seeing 1979 anymore with the Pittsburgh Steelers being the only homegrown team to win a Super Bowl. That's never, ever going to happen again, and it's impossible. It's really interesting to see how these teams have been built. I respect how both of these teams have been built, how they brought some guys in um, as cast-offs and have done really well with them. So as far as a good – I mean, the right teams are in the Super Bowl. They really are. And I, I can say that. And the Bengals weren't the right team to be in the Super Bowl. They really weren't. It's it's really the Chiefs. It's the Eagles. And you're going to see two of the best teams out there. And this is the best matchup you can hope for. And if you go with the Brian Anthony Davis model, you're just happy that this is a matchup that we've never seen before. I didn't want Chiefs and 49ers. We have seen it. I didn't. Want, I definitely didn't want Bengals 49ers because we saw it twice. So with, with the point. Eagles getting in there, you're like, okay, that, that that's a good thing.
2: Yeah, it's it's going to be hopefully just a good game, and I, I I like watching it, and I I'm anxious to see what Cam Hayward's commercial is in terms of the second half. I saw the the <laughs> teaser for it where he and Aiden Hutchinson are dressed as bellboys in the middle of a like a a hotel hallway and they're knocking on a door saying housekeeping. I'm like, Oh boy, where is this going to go? So uh, the NFL always tends to have a couple good commercials. So I'll look for big cam uh, there in the big game. Let's do predictions real quick. Didn't have to go into detail. Um, I'm sure you all will, but let's just say who do you think is going to win the game, Brian?
0: I'm going with, uh, I'm going with actually the Philadelphia Eagles, 28 chiefs, 20. Oh,
1: okay. Dave, I'm going to go Eagles 34-31.
2: Okay, I'm going to go Eagles as well. I'm going to go with the Eagles, though, uh, 37 to – no, 34. Did you say 34-31, Dave? Yeah. 34-30 came to mind. I think it's going to be more – I think it's going to start out lower scoring and then it's going to ratchet up by the end of the halftime and, and once Rihanna leaves the field, it'll be better. So, uh, all right. What was your, what was the best, uh, halftime show that you all can remember? Brian, we'll start with you. You have a
0: great memory for that type of stuff. You know, so you could look at a whole lot of stuff here because for the longest time, they were going with older acts and Super Bowl 43 with Bruce Springsteen was actually really good. Yeah. I, I, no, the, the Rolling Stones in Super Bowl Forty wasn't. I I will also if I'm looking at a uh, a newer artist, I've got to say Bruno Mars. I yes, think, I think he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Very man. good. He he really he really did a great job on the big stage. Dave, and you probably don't watch, but
1: <laughs> I I don't well not anymore. It's because it's a fantastic time to put your kids to bed because it's a, because it's extended halftime um you know they get to watch the first half of the super bowl then go to bed so mainly any of them would be watching them on replay and because my daughter has watched it on replay because she's a fan i can watch with her and enjoy the michael jackson super bowl which was basically the first one that was the big halftime show
0: and that that was a big one uh Brian Salvatore says Prince. I forgot oh, about that. Forgot about, one. Yeah. And that was in the rain in Miami. And they and they had the uh they had the purple lights in the rain coming down, and he's singing purple rain. I'm like, okay, this is great.
2: The most memorable with the Justin Timberlake and uh Janet Jackson. I didn't even see it. I wasn't I, I was I
1: wasn't paying attention. No, my dad
0: caught it. <laughs> Bad dad was like, Oh my god! I'm like, what? Because I was like eating chicken wing. I look up and we're saying like Yeah, (laughs) I was watching with my parents.
2: All right, gentlemen, I know you all have trivia. Brian, do you have trivia?
0: Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go to uh, one of our favorite games, because when I talk about my good partner, KT Smith, Kevin Thatcher Smith, he his name was Cliff Harris is still a punk on that was his nom de plume for uh btsc back in the day when he first came on and he i just found out he was on a lot longer than than we ever knew because he was in days before jeff hartman uh on fan pages which i didn't know about so we were talking about this certain game and super bowl 10 is where cliff harris did this stupid thing by patting roy Girella, who was one of the worst <laughs> Steelers kickers in history but he stayed around a whole lot lot longer than than he would have in this era so he misses a kick jack lambert goes absolutely crazy after that after he spikes him and in this day he's getting kicked out so he spikes him and after that goes nuts how many tackles did jack lambert end up with in that game didn't he end up, it was double digits.
2: Yes. Um, I want to say it was like 15.
0: You're close, Dave. I'll go 16. 14.
1: Oh, I won the wrong direction. Come now, on. in that same
0: game, <laughs> a Steelers player ended up with a whole bunch of sacks. Yep. In that game. And if Dave knows who the guy is, then we'll find out the number. But of course, sacks weren't recorded; it was not an official stat, so it is not. I don't know if they're changing the Super Bowl stat bu- book now to say that this gentleman had that many sacks. But Jeff, if it seems like Dave knows it, Jeff, I'm going to throw to you first. Do Great. you know what member of the Steelers defense had a bunch of sacks and how many were they in was that it game? LC. It was LC. It was LC. LC Greenwood.
2: And was it four? It was four. Yeah. 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 was the
1: Super Woo.
0: Bowl. Okay. So and it's going back
1: retroactively. Because right. they kept Sachs' as team stats, but they didn't keep them as individual stats until 82, if I'm right. So, but they could, but like pro football reference has gone back to 1960 and awarded them to players. So you can look up what they would have been. So, and that's, that's the record, right, Brian?
0: Now, yes. So go ahead, Jeff. I was going
2: to say, did, did, I know that Dave, you had, did you get a chance to read the section on that uh, of Jim Wexel's book on the, on the clock? That section. With Elsie? Elsie. Oh yeah. Where bill nunn left him off his yes list he left purpose. he like did not. He, he
1: would not get he he didn't give him an award he right, yeah. put him on on it was i can't i don't want to mess up the name that we used to do but it was an all it was basically the all-, all courier team or something yeah like it, it, it was for, for it was for courier. historically back black colleges and universities right. he made he made a like it was a first it was like a first team all pro for that he specifically left LC Greenwood off of it because he was
2: working for the Steelers as a scout. And so yes, he, so no one he else didn't want him. If he put, when he put these players on the list, like he didn't want to put Mel Blunt on, but there's no way he couldn't put Mel yeah. Blunt on because Mel Blunt was a phenom in college and he couldn't leave him off but he actually did that it was like they're a self-made sleeper pick they left him off intentionally they went to his school and didn't even look at him so that no one else would although they knew exactly what he was going to bring and they ended up getting him in the late rounds too he wasn't a high draft pick but they got him and
0: it was up there crazy and if I could go ahead and just throw one more thing, this is going to be really quick. You guys don't know the answer, so I'm going to throw this in here. So nobody knows what LC stands for. And if you were to ask LC what that stood for, do you know what he replied to a lot of people? I I don't know. Lover,
1: cool. <laughs> Lover, cool. What
2: was it actually? Do you know? That, that it's never been disclosed. Yeah, wow, that's weird. Very cool, though. Good I,
1: you, stuff. Know, some, you know reminds me of you know ladies love ladies love James. Ladies love yeah, hell, hell cool James.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ladies love cool James.
1: Yeah. All right,
0: yeah. Dave, your turn. Trivia. I still well,
1: can't believe Elsie Greenwood is not in the Hall of Fame. That still bothers Ryan. me. And and Ryan. in case you're wondering, in 1969, he was a 10th round pick. Weren't there it,
2: just – how many were there, 11? How many rounds there were, were there? Well, the
1: Steelers had, had picks all the way through around 17. Oh, gosh. But remember, that was that was the year before the – no, they had 17 and 70 because they, they did do like a joint draft. I can't remember how they did it back then. Anyway, here's an interesting uh, – a little fun fact that I'm going to do is, is trivia that you guys have a chance at getting this. I'm looking over because I'm going to, you know, sometime do an article once again reviewing because Jeff already talked about um, on the uh, on one of our Steelers Update podcasts. which if you haven't caught the Steelers Update podcast, great way to get news every morning, five to seven minutes, you know, just been doing a great job with that. So make sure you're checking those out. But one of the things was about the Steelers are not going to have a have to worry about a fifth-year option this year because the Steelers did not have a first-round draft pick in 2020 that they now have to worry about if they're going to give them their fifth-year option or not. And that's all because they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. So the Steelers acquired Minka Fitzpatrick in September of 2019, and they gave up a first-round draft pick in 2020. They swapped the fourth and a fifth that that same draft and they swapped a seventh and a sixth the following year. If you go back and look at over this, the, who did, who did the dolphins take? They took an offensive lineman. they took Austin Jackson, who they are not expected to give the fifth year option to. Mm, Interesting. So that's interesting to know the Steelers. Yes. They gave up their, their, they gained a fourth round pick while giving up a fifth and they were able to draft Kevin Dotson. Um while the while the Dolphins drafted um Jason Um Strowbridge, who was on their practice squad this past year. So Steelers offensive guy didn't miss a snap. Dolphins get practice squad guy. The last swap was where the Steelers got Miami's seventh round draft pick. In return, they gave them their sixth round draft pick in 2021. The Steelers drafted Trey Norwood. The Miami Dolphins ended up trading that pick, and the player that was ultimately selected with the 207th overall pick in round six of 2021 is currently under contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who is that player? Can you
2: get? Can you? Is it a reserve future contract guy?
0: I would assume it would be.
2: Well, Dave, you act like I know all of them. I don't know all. Of them.
1: No, it's not, which I'm afraid he's going to give it away. It's not. Oh.
2: Would it be- is he, he's under contract. So he's not a free agent.
1: Under contract. Would it be Akela Witherspoon? No. That is incorrect because Akela Witherspoon was drafted way before oh, 2021.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was drafted correct. by San Francisco and yeah. then went to Seattle and then to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um. You said defensive back?
1: I didn't say anything. No, you didn't say a possession. I didn't <laughs> say a position at all, but he's on the Steelers roster. And it was actually the pick that was supposed to be the Steelers that got traded from my to Miami and then Miami traded it. Could not it be? Larry.
2: Is it Larry O? It's
0: not Larry O. What about not another under, O? Not what about Gunner O. Or was he drafted by the Patriots?
1: No, he was. I'm pretty sure Gunnar O was undrafted.
0: Okay.
2: I don't know. I'm drawing a blank here. I don't know.
1: The The pick was traded from the Miami Dolphins to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs then traded the pick to the New York Jets. Arthur Millett. Who selected? Jonathan Marshall. The
2: hell's Jonathan defensive Marshall? Defensive lineman. I don't and know. The John Steelers
1: 53 man roster for the final two games of the season after the after the Steelers um had to put Chris Wormley on IR. And if you read my exit interviews, that was yesterday's it was, was I Jonathan got four Marshall. letters for you, T-L-D-R. <laughs> so the player, so what I'm going to be ultimately looking at is, 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 is looking, yeah, Brian, I offended Brian so bad earlier in the show. He's just trying to get it back. But if you look at this trade and what the Steelers, what all, I mean, you trade draft picks all the time, but what the Steelers did with their draft picks versus what happened to the draft picks they gave up. Now it's not to say the Steelers would have taken those players. But what ultimately got taken? Um, one of them's on the first rounders pr- probably not getting his fifth-year option. The um the fifth rounder ended up just on the I mean, ended up on the practice squad, still in the NFL, you know, can still have a good career, you know. Guys end up on the practice squad and then have good careers all the time. And then the other players actually on the Steelers now.
0: And think about the fact if I could jump in, Dave, real quick, mm-hmm. now that there's a trade with the Chicago Bears. And they've got that 30-second pick. It's already been decided because every single mock draft has Siki, Akia, or whatever his name
1: is I mean not all you... of them, because I've seen a couple of drafts that had the Steelers take a defensive lineman at 17. I, and then I they had to it. go somewhere I, else. I get it. of it them have, yeah.
0: It seems like most yeah. of them.
1: Yeah. You're 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 exactly right. That's
2: good. I love those yep. little Dave loves to do those articles where how so and so turns mm-hmm. into this.
0: Yeah, so, no, I do too. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll never forget the uh Antonio Brown, uh the one that turned into Antonio Brown. Yeah. There you
1: go. I, I, I still like the one that turned into James Conner that went from Kieran Fox to to Calvin Beacham to James Conner.
0: It's uh yeah. you should you what you should do, you should call it six degrees of Kieran Fox.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: All right, let's do some final thoughts here. Brian, go ahead. All right. We lost a giant in Pittsburgh sports today that a lot of you have no clue who this man is. 80-year-old Paul Martha passed away today. And if you're not familiar who he was, go ahead and look this guy up. He was an arguably one of the best pit teams of all time. In 1963, he was an All American. He was a number one pick of the Steelers in 1964. He was a halfback, also played on defense. He ended up with 15 interceptions for the Pittsburgh Steelers before Chuck Noll came in. And in the 1970 season, he ended up with the Denver Broncos because Chuck Noll cleaned a whole lot of house. He was probably one of the bigger stars for the Steelers back in the 1960s, but We don't know. I mean, even the ones who know a lot about the history of the Steelers don't know a lot about those guys in the 60s. But he did a lot afterwards. He became a lawyer. He was an executive for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He actually was instrumental in that uh, um, as being not only a legal counsel, but being an executive on that 1991 team. He was with the DeBartolo's, so he won Super Bowls with the San Francisco 49ers as well. He was also the guy that the NFL brought in to help mediate during the 57-day strike in 1982 that helped. Because they were talking about canceling the season altogether. He was one of the guys that helped make sure that that did not happen. He's one of those guys that helped shape this team. Not named greenwood and green and bradshaw he was one of those guys that is a part of this family that we just don't know that part of the family tree so like we've always said we said this when charles johnson died get to know who some of these players are that were black and gold in the past and were giants at a time and they're not giants now but now that they're being remembered in their death They were great contributors. So let's not forget Paul Martha. Gone at 80. R.I.P. All right. Good stuff, Dave. Final thoughts?
1: Yeah, final thoughts. Brian, you did a nice job. Great tribute. I'm going to leave it at that. There you go. All right,
2: folks. That does it for us on the Steel Curtain Network. That's right. New name in case you're joining us late. We'll be back next week for another Steelers preview. Talk about the the Super Bowl recap, all that good stuff. In the meantime, make sure you check out all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. All right, folks. We'll see you next week.
1: Everybody else gets a little tight.